welcome to the Win UK pod. We hope you are blessed and inspired by what we have in store for you. Uh, warm Christian greetings to the Win UK family and to everyone who have joined us today online. It's such a wonderful privilege for us to come together in worship and in study of the Word. And today we will continue in our study of the fruit of the Spirit, and we are now more than halfway through our journey. I hope you are excited as I am excited in trying to understand the fifth fruit of the Holy Spirit, and that is kindness. We are going to look deeper in the definition of kindness. We will also look into the scripture about the kindness of Jesus that exemplifies life when He showed kindness to people. And of course, towards the end, we will look at the practical encouragement in how we can express kindness. But before that, I would like to ask this question. Why did the Apostle Paul call them fruit of the Spirit? Why did he not call it flower of the Holy Spirit or the branch of the Spirit or the root of the Spirit? Or the trunk of the spirit. Well, trees are one is are one of the most amazing creation of God. It has many things that benefits humanity. It produces flowers. Wherein, uh, by looking at the flower, we feel so pleased because if you could imagine the different kind of flowers, they're so wonderful, beautiful. Now the branches and the trees they give. They give us rest in times that uh, it is so hot. People can go under it and avoid the heat of the sun. And then, of course, the fruit. Now, the fruit is amazing. If you don't understand what I'm saying, fruits comes in different shape and color. They come in bunches. Sometimes they come in different kind of configuration. But one thing important about fruit is that it is a life-giving creation of God. It gives life. And fruits were meant to be eaten. They were created by God for people to eat it as food. The life-giving benefits of fruit. Many of us are aware as we look into science and many nutritionists would say that fruits are are excellent source of essential vitamins and minerals. And it provides help boosting antioxidant in our body for us or people who are watching our cholesterol. Fruits are so important to us because they are antioxidant. Scientifically, it is proven to improve many areas of one's health and speed of healing. Therefore, fruits are not just for decoration. Sometimes we like to gather fruit, put it in a basket, and use it as a decoration. But I would like us to understand that fruits was created by God, not for decoration, but it is to be eaten. Flowers were created to make life beautiful, but fruits were given to give nourishment to a human being. The Holy Spirit enables us to bear fruit, not for our sake, but for the sake of others. In other words, the fruit of the Spirit is not about making us feel good, but it is to bring goodness to others. Sometimes people misunderstood the fruit of the Spirit as some virtues that they have to take 
in order to qualify them as a, a very spiritual person or so. Or people can admire them. Oh, this man is full of kindness. Oh, this man is so good. No, but the fruit of the Spirit was not for us to be decorated. The fruit of the Spirit was given to us so that the, that the things that we do would give life to others. So that the fruit of the Spirit that we bear would bring life to others. The life-giving power of kindness. Yes, fruits are life-giving. They are not just there to, 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 to make juices and, and uh, smoothies today, but fruits are so essential in the lives of humanity. It is a provision of God so that we may enjoy and bear much life. What is kindness? Kindness in Greek is pronounced as krestotes. It is an eagerness to put others at ease. In other words, kindness is something that comes into your heart that when you see somebody who is uneasy or having problems, you are there is something in you that causes you to help them. You show good favor to others without expectation of anything in return. Now, in our modern day and age, people just don't do things without anything in return. And somehow, that's the way we treat each other. And sometimes, as Christians, we do the same thing. I will be good to you if you will be good to me. I will keep quiet if you will stop doing these things for me. Kindness. It may be a simple act, but it is a powerful act. In fact, we could say it is the natural, natural heartbeat of God. It is the natural heartbeat of God to show kindness even to those who are not kind. Words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6 says, God showed His kindness and the riches of His grace that when we were dead in our transgressions, He raised us up and sat us together with Christ Jesus. God showed His kindness when we don't deserve the kindness of God. When we were dead in our transgression, it's a description of people who are hopeless, people who are condemned, people who have no place to go. But God had shown His kindness and lift us up and raise us up and even allow us to sit together with His only begotten Son. This is the kindness of God, a life-giving kindness. The life-giving kindness of Jesus. And at this moment, I would like for us to look at one of the amazing and, and the most perplexing story in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ when He was confronted by a bunch of uh, people together with the leaders of His time, dragging a woman to Him and asking Him, in the, in the laws of Moses, this woman should be stoned to death. Because we have caught her, caught her in, in the actual act of adultery. And I'm sure that you're familiar with that story. And so let us pick up that story where in Jesus Christ, uh, after talking to the people and say, whoever among you uh, who has no sin, please cast the first stone. And we know the story, everybody immediately left or one at a time they left because none of them are clean in their heart. And let us look at these passages in John 8, 8, 12. It says, And Jesus was left alone. In other words, there was a crowd, 
ang angry crowd, a crowd that is demanding the blood of this woman that they accuse of adultery. And it says, and Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one, but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. What a kind words. Those are words of life that Jesus has given to this hopeless woman who was almost put to death by the crowd. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. What do we see in this story? Well, a woman was brought forward and had been accused of committing adultery in the very act. Now the crowd, together with the religious leaders, dragged her before Jesus Christ and milled around her and condemned her and humiliated her publicly. In those days, just like us today, sometimes when we see someone at fault or we think that somebody has committed something that is wrong, it is as if we have the privilege to condemn and humiliate people. But in this particular story, Jesus reversed it. He asked them, if there's any one of you who have no sin, please cast the first stone. Now, what is basically Jesus trying to say? Because according to the teachings of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 7, a woman or an adulterer or a man together, whoever commits a capital crime, the first one who must throw the stone is the person who saw the act as first witness. So when Jesus said, who among you has no sin should cast the first stone, he's basically saying, is any one of you have really seen what really happened? And since nobody can do it, it means none of them have seen the actual sin, but they were condemning the woman. And it was a terrible feeling for the woman. A sinner has been accused by the masses and judged to death. But the beautiful thing about this story, Jesus reached out in kindness to redeem this woman's dignity, restoring her with hope to start a new life. Oh, if you could just imagine the words of Jesus when he said, Where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? I could, I could basically hear the voice of Jesus, the gentle voice of Jesus, trying to restore the dignity of this woman. Neither do I condemn you. I'm sure this woman have heard the name of Jesus to be a rabbi and, and potentially the Messiah that the Jewish people had been waiting for. But to hear the words from Jesus himself, neither do I condemn you. And then the, and then the glitter of hope when he say, go, go, go on with your life and sin. No more. It ushers new hope. It ushers the woman to a new life. Simply because of these kind words of Jesus. Jesus shows that he is the source of kindness. The life-giving power of kindness. We see the story 
of the Lord Jesus Christ that has given life and, and hope to this woman. Well, kindness, the fruit of kindness is a delicious, colorful food that brings hope to those discouraged. It gives comfort to the lowly. It gives rest to the weary. It gives dignity to the oppressed. It gives joy to the lonely. Just like the different fruit that we eat, the blueberries, the apple, and the oranges, they have particular vitamins and minerals that would help people become healthy or remain healthy in their life. Kindness is such a fruit that was given by God for us so that we may bring hope, give comfort, give rest, give dignity, and give joy to the people who are in, in need. According to Albert Schweitzer, constant kindness can accomplish much. As the sun makes ice melt, kindness causes misunderstanding, mistrust, and hostility to evaporate. Now let us talk about some practical way of showing kindness. There are three important ways of showing kindness that I would like to talk about. The first one is we can show kindness by means of words. The words of kindness. Jesus showed us that there is no prerequisite to expressing words of kindness. You can share it anytime to anyone by showing them affirmation. Oh, that's the problem nowadays why people are so sad or relationships are being shattered. Because people in that relationship do not want to affirm one another. We are very quick to talk about negative things. We are very quick to, to talk about and to highlight the, the mistakes and the errors of people. We are, we, are, we are quick to talk about how people have failed. And we forget to talk about the, the effort, the appreciation that the people give in what they are doing. Words of kindness of approval. Young children wants approval. Everybody wants approval. Everybody wants to be, to be considered as someone who has done right. But sadly, we don't want to give approval most of the time. We don't want to give appreciation. Wherein appreciation is so important in the life of people. Many husbands and wives, many parents and children, many relationships are shattered because people fail to appreciate one another. And rather that, and also fail to acknowledge the good things or the, the efforts of people that they live with. Words of kindness are so important. These are simple acts, simple words to say that can give life, can give hope to people. It could be just a simple approval that can motivate a young child to move on. Sarah Fielding say the words of kindness are more healing to a drooping heart than a balm of honey. A drooping heart, a heart of sorrow. It is not the balm, it's not the honey, but it is words of kindness that can bring healing to an aching heart. In practical way of uh, showing kindness or bearing this fruit of kindness are the actions that we take. We call it the act of kindness. As followers of Christ, we are continually called to live out kindness in our lives, in our relationship, 
it is a wonderful thing, although we don't rejoice in this pandemic, we don't say that pandemic is beautiful, but we have shown so many acts of kindness during these crucial moments of our life in this generation. That during this pandemic, we have seen how many people, people in the front line, nurses and doctors, and even pe- simple people who, who brings delivery, they were able to show and express words of kindness, an act of kindness to people. And, and because of this, we are able to move together. We are able to move forward because of the kindness that people shows us. We need to give an act of kindness. Offering to do something for someone in need. Providing help or support to a struggling friend. And this is the most important. Being present just to listen. I never realized that keeping quiet and just listening is basically an act of kindness. Sometimes it is better just to keep our mouth shut and just listen. And that is showing kindness rather than to open our mouth, our lips, and hurt the feelings of other people. Acts of kindness, even cooking or being responsible for certain chores. Yes, there are so many acts of kindness that we can do. They're simple, they're small, but it brings hope to the people who receives it. Remember, fruits are supposed to be eaten. The fruit of the Spirit that we have is not for us to display, look, I have kindness. No, if we are really kind, it means that kindness should be an action, should be in terms of words, should be an endearment to other people. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? We know the story of King David. Saul has been hard against him. But when his soul died, he, he, he wants to return uh, his friendship with Jonathan. And he was looking to the children of Saul, to the grandchildren of Saul, and looking for among them to whom he could show kindness. Another kind of kindness that we need to propagate, and this is something that we just don't do, but we need to intentionally propagate, and that is generational kindness. This is looking to the future and sowing the seeds of kindness today so that in our next generation, in the next generation that is to come, the kindness that we have shown would be perpetuated to the next generation. We need to share each people or even our generation, our young children. We need to show them how to share and learn how to give generously. Children should see our kindness and hoping that they may follow that kindness so that when their generation would now be uh, the prime mover of the nation, there would still be kindness left in this world. We need to show respect and value people as Christ did. We need to show a thankful heart in all circumstances. We need to seek the goodness of others. You know, kindness is getting scarce today with the things that we're seeing in the news all over the world. People are becoming unkind. There's so much cruelty. There's so much uh, oppression that is going on. People are dying and nobody seems to care. We have so many refugees in, in the world today. But seems nobody seems to be expressing this kind of kindness. 
We have so many people living in the street. Kindness is needed in this world. And if we want the next generation, our children, who would be the next generation to follow us and the generation that will follow them, if we still want to be an agent of God, bearing the fruit of the Spirit, we need to teach kindness today and show that kindness in our life so that our children may follow suit. Kindness is a simple act, but powerful enough to revive, renew, motivate, and give meaning to a downtrodden life. God is the source of kindness. We learn kindness because God was kind to us. As I was sharing to our dear brother about the kindness of God, he was sharing to me, sometimes, you know, I don't feel how to be kind to people. And uh, because I always say, why should I be kind to them? Because they're like that. It's their own fault. As, as we were sharing, I just told them, I think one of the motivating factors that we can give kindness is when we remember how God has been so kind to us. If God has been so kind to me, why can I not show kindness to other people, perhaps who are much better than me, when God was showing kindness to myself? In all this, let's look to God as our source of kindness. He gave the world His Son when we don't deserve it. He called sinful people to a new life. What a word of kindness. He nurtures all His people with the Holy Spirit. When we are struggling, when we don't know how to live our life properly, He gave us the Spirit that we may bear fruit and bring forth kindness in this world. He restores the value and dignity of every human being by the blood of His own Son. This is the kindness of God. Kindness, it's a fruit that is supposed to be eaten. What it's simply saying, as we bear the fruit of kindness, it is not for us to keep it, but it was given to us so that we may feed the people with hope, with life, through the words that we say and to the kind act that we do, and even prepare the next generation so that the fruit of kindness will continue, or the tree of kindness will continue to bear fruit to the lives of our people. The life-giving power of kindness. As we come to an end in this service, I would just like to offer some reflection questions, which again, we could, you could talk about after our service with your loved ones, with your friends. And here are three interesting questions. Can you recall a word or act of kindness that someone did to you? What impact did that have on your life? And then, list three people whom you can be kind to this week. Make it a project. Show kindness. But just the one to show kindness, the one who, who is being kind to you. But try to be kind to someone who, to whom you don't expect them to be kind to you. And number three is, how does Jesus respond in John 8, 8, 12? Help you see kindness differently. What's the difference in the way Jesus Christ responds to this 
woman that is so broken in her life because of the condemnation and the accusation of people against her. May the Lord bless us, us, and I hope and pray that the fruit of kindness will blossom, will be numerous and multiply in your life, in your family, in our church, so that this world is needing an act of kindness, a word of kindness, and the young generation who needs to understand kindness may do so because of you. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for your kindness. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for that wonderful story. How you have shown kindness to this woman who have been condemned by, by the people around her. Everyone was against her. Everyone was saying, she must be stoned to death. She is an adulterous woman. She's hopeless. She has no use for this world for our society we could feel we could feel how this woman is so broken up in her life but lord you save her by your kindness you speak to her lord words that gives life you speak to her words oh lord that gives her hope and restore even her dignity that she can live a good life by seeing, not sinning anymore. Oh, Father, we pray that as your people, as a family, and as a church, we would be people of kindness, that we may bring cheers and smile and hope to the people in this world today who is sad, lonely, and discouraged. Bring us to people who needs kindness, Beginning with our family, may we show kindness for husband and wife that they may show kindness to each other. For parents and children that they may be kind to one another. To their neighbors and to all the friends and to all the people, Father, even those who may not even appreciate our kindness. Lord, thank you so much for giving us the Holy Spirit that we may bear the kindness of Jesus in this way. We thank you, O God, and this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you enjoyed our worship service today and our study of the Word of God and the fruit of the Spirit, kindness. And I pray that our kindness will just be the same kindness that Jesus had shown us so that other people may find life in us. I remember this quotation from Mark Twain, the power of kindness, he says, kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this wonderful time that uh, you have given us to be reminded, the Lord, of your virtue, of your character, of your attributes, which we call the fruit of the Spirit, that we inherit from you because you have shown us all of this wonderful kindness that we have received in our lives. And it is our prayer, O oh God, that as we reflect and remember the many times that you have been kind to our lives, Lord, we may show the same kindness to the people around us. Lord, may your blessings be upon 
everyone who is part of us in this service today, even their, the families that they represent. O oh, Father, we pray that your blessing be upon them. We thank you, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Now allow me to give the benediction by reading the words of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church in Romans, in Rome. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandments of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith. To God alone wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. The Lord bless you all. Thanks for tuning in with us, folks. If you'd like to know more about anything you've just heard in this session or want to connect with our community, please find us on Facebook by searching Word International Ministries UK or even visit our website on www.wordinternationalministries.org.uk. We're so blessed to have you here and we can't wait to welcome you in the next one. See you then.